I want all the women in my community to start understanding that freedom comes from being able to go after what you want, decide what you want, and feel free enough to go after it. In this episode of the Unstoppable Woman podcast, we are going there. Where is there? We are going to the topic of why I got a boob job. Yep, I got my boobs done. And although when I first got them done, I didn't want to speak about it publicly. I didn't want to share about it. It felt very private. Over the last year, I have come to realize how much I very, very, very much want to discuss this because I think it's so important. And we're going to discuss it in context of self-image. And if you have at all been following my teachings, you know how important self-image, your identity, how you see yourself is to what you are able to, to achieve in this world, what you will or will not take action on. So many of you may or may not know this. I'm going to do a little mini teaching on this right now so you have context for it. There is something called a cybernetic mechanism. A cybernetic mechanism is active inside of you and any every other human being. We all have this mechanism. And what this mechanism does is it takes your self-image that was mapped when you were a very young child and is locked into your subconscious mind and it executes on it. It helps you see things that will continue to support that self-image. And when you see those things, you act on those things. And then the flip side happens too. It distracts you from things that are outside of your image of what is possible or allowed for yourself. And it will distract you, it will overwhelm you, it will make you sick, it will take you off target, off course, in order to have you relive your self-image. So even if you have a conscious choice decision on what you're going for, your, your, your amazing goal that you're, you're after, and you've made that conscious choice, your cybernetic mechanism will not allow you to achieve it if it's outside of the image that you hold for yourself, your identity. Your identity locks in what is possible and what is not possible for you. So I'm going to use this story that I'm going to tell you, my personal story that I'm going to share with you about getting my boobs done, having a breast, having breast augmentation surgery, and how that relates to self-image. Now, this came up the other day at the Unstoppable Woman Income Breakthrough Summit. We do these mix and mingle, closed door after sessions for the VIPs. And one of my very, very uh, good clients, she's been with me a long time. She's a raving fan. She's, she's done many things with me, including the Spirit of Wealth, Mastermind and Masterclass, asked me, and I can't remember exactly how she framed the question, but it was something like, I just, maybe it was just a comment rather than a question. You're looking great and your boobs just like, I can't take my eyes off of them or your boobs look great. Something like that. I'll have to go back to her and uh, determine exactly what she said. But she's like, I've never noticed them before. Now I'm noticing them. Now, 
I got my breast augmentation surgery about 10 months ago. She has seen me plenty of times between then and now. But here's the thing, guys. I am owning it so much more now. And I want to share how this was not a slam dunk, immediate uh, self-ownership process for me. It actually took roughly 10 months for me to really, really own this. And, and I will say it, it happened a lot sooner than that, but the, the full ability for, for me to share openly and like say at that uh, mix and mingle session, you know, oh yeah, Debbie, I got my boobs done. Don't they look great? And be fully out there and loving them and not ashamed that I had surgery to increase my breast size, right? Like I was brought up to think that one, it was wrong to really put any attention into how you looked, or you could put a certain amount of attention into it. But if you spent too much attention on it, if you spent too much time on it, if you spent too much money on it, that was frivolous. That was not okay. That was, um, actually demeaning yourself. You should, you should love yourself the way you are. And if you spend money on yourself, um, whether that was makeup or clothing or breast augmentation, that that was somehow being too vain or putting your energy where it wasn't meant to be put. You need to be doing math problems, not playing with makeup kind of thing. Now, personally, I want to be able to slay with math. Like I want to be able to look at my PL and do the math on my business scaling plan and love that, right? Do not be afraid of the, the numbers. The numbers are super sexy, right? When you understand the, how the numbers in your business work, you no longer are in ignorance and you can make better decisions. This is awesome. You will be able to plan there. Being afraid of doing your numbers, not so good. So, you know, let's not throw math out. Let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater. But I also want to look fantastic. Now, some people, I, I get it, will be like, well, you can look fantastic without a boob job. Totally true, 100%. But here's the thing. I've always wanted larger breasts. I've actually always wanted them. And now I had the option and the opportunity and the possibility to do that. Not only because I was making more money and I could spend money on myself and all of that, but because I had changed my self-image enough that I could see this as a possibility, not just be in the mind think, if you will, of, oh, my boobs are so small. Now, let's let's go back years, okay? Now, I've never hated my breasts, but I've always been a little disconcerted. One was smaller than the other. I wish that they were both um, the same size. Sym symmetry looks nice. And I've always wanted them to be a little fuller, to be a little more, have a little bit more oomph to them. Did I walk around having massive low self-esteem because of it? No, not at all. However, as the years went on, especially recently, I realized that this was a possibility. 
I had changed enough to be able to see this as a possibility. And I think it's really important here. We often limit what's, what's possible for us based on our, who's around us in our environment. And when I was growing up, I was in an environment where the people around me did not approve of this did not approve of this. This is, this was the message that I got. And we are constantly looking for social proof to affirm our decisions. So if the people in your environment are saying something is not good or wrong. Now, on the one hand, there's some value to this because this is how we have ethics. This is how we have law and order in this, this, in our society. The flip side though, is when it's taken to an extreme and most of the time it's taken to extreme. We look to others to tell us what's okay, rather than looking to our own desires. So you must, you know, over and over and over again, ask yourself, what do you want? What is it that you actually want? And for me, I bought into that old way of thinking for so many years, hook, line, and sinker. And, and I even remember thinking that it's fine to have breast augmentation surgery if you say have cancer or something that requires reconstructive surgery, but it's not if you just want it. Isn't that fascinating? It's not okay if you just want it. It's only okay to want it if the driver of the change comes from outside circumstances, but not if you just want it. Again, here's another example of how wants have not been allowed. And I know that seems odd because, you know, you go to the grocery store, you say you want mashed potatoes, you go buy potatoes, right? It's not like we've completely not allowed wants in our lives, but there is this certain level of wants. And I want you to think about this, not just in terms of breast augmentation, surgery, but in terms of the other things that you might want that society or the, the people in your version of society are saying is wrong or bad or not allowed. This has to do with sex as well. What kind of sexual, sexual experiences do you want to have? So much of what's out there in society is saying, you know, this is the right way, this is the wrong way. You can only do it like this, but not like this. If it doesn't hurt anyone else, then have at it. Go for what you want. And I really want you to think about the different places that you say you can't do something, you can't have what you want because it has been deemed illegitimate for some reason. Super, super important. Your true, pure desires have often been programmed out of you. When you were young and you wanted something that didn't allow, uh, excuse me, didn't align with your family of origin, you were shamed into thinking that that wasn't good, not to want that. And so we end up saying, no to our true desires. In fact, they become so suppressed that we don't have access to them. 
So I know that was the case for me. For many years, I did not have access to this desire. But as I grew, I became more willing to see it. And then I, then I really um, embraced it. So let's go back a little while to when I was actually considering getting breast augmentation surgery, but I hadn't yet made that decision or I hadn't booked the time. I was still in the exploration phase. I asked myself some key questions. And again, this is applicable to many, many other decisions that you might be facing yourself. If I want this, if I could have this, what do I actually want? And this is a clarifying question because so often we have a vague desire, but we don't actually know what we want and we don't actually take action on figuring out what we want because claiming our desires is dangerous. What if the world doesn't approve of it? What if um, I can't afford it? What if I can't do it? What if I disappoint myself? So we don't get clarity on what we want and then they stay uh mere vague desires, we build resentment because we don't actually act on them. And then we become bitter and we blame the world for how we're not living a fully delighted, delightful, lit up, juicy life. That's not okay. So if you have a vague desire, the first step you need to do is get clarity on it. So what did I do? I did not know what kind of options were out there. So of course I had to do some research. Okay. What do I actually want? And, and for me, and I think for, for many people, we need an image of what we want before we can claim it. And in, in, in part, this is because our mind thinks in pictures. We say a word and there's an instant picture in our mind. Now you might be saying words very quickly and thinking in your head very quickly and not recognizing that things are popping up as pictures in your mind, but they are. Okay. So I didn't know what I wanted because I didn't have a picture, an image of it in my mind. So I started to look at a lot of photos of women's breasts. Uh, what did I want? This was a big part of my visioning process. I looked and I was like, Ooh, I like those. Ooh, don't like those. And it was such a like a uh, kid in a candy shop kind of experience, right? You, you can have anything. What, what do you want? Okay. What an extraordinary experience to have, to really recognize that you can have anything. What do you want? You get to choose. You get to really claim what you desire. So this is, this is really a part of my whole visioning process that I do with any desire, not just with with boobs, if you will. And I would encourage you to do it on your own as well, that you can, if, if you don't know exactly what you want, start looking for models out there. What kind of woman do you want to be? What kind of businesswoman do you want to be? What kind of mother do you want to be? What kind of girlfriend, wife, lover, partner, um, daughter, sister, um, cousin do you want to be, right? Like, Go find models for this, whether it's in the, the movies or in books or real life people, in the news. What aspects of those people out there do you want to use as a model for yourself? Because you do need a model. You need to start 
seeing who you want to actually be. And in many, many times you're already living up to that, but there are probably certain aspects where you're not. So do some visioning on it. And this, this is true for your house. This is true for your car. This is true for all aspects of your environment. Who do you want to be? What kind of friendships do you want to have for, for that matter? What kind of relationships do you want to have? You need to start seeing models of this. Okay, so in the beginning, it was just an idea. It was just a desire. And I needed to start building that picture. And I also went to several surgeons to figure out who I wanted to work with. And it was fascinating to see the differences in attitude, attention, atmosphere, and price. I ended up going with the office that provided the highest level of service and attention with the most beautiful environment. I wanted someone who cared about aesthetics, designing my new breasts, right? Doesn't that make sense? I'm, I'm very happy I did. He did a great job. He had a great eye and I was thrilled to have that level of service and attention to detail. So after the surgery, I had a hate-love relationship with my new breasts. In fact, I would say it was mostly buyer's regret, oh shit, what did I do um, directly after the surgery? Now, my boyfriend thought they looked great. I got great feedback from some close friends, um, but I was not comfortable with my new breasts. And about a week or so after I got the surgery, I went on a business trip and was at a conference. And I remember catching myself, a glimpse of myself in, a, in the mirror. And I had this great little zip up jacket. In fact, I'm wearing it right now to do this recording. That's hysterical. And I love this. This It's like a sweater jacket. It has a little leather on it. It's very, very cute. And I remember looking at myself in the mirror and thinking I looked horrible, disproportional, um, like fat. I mean, all sorts of criticism was going through my, my mind. And I couldn't see myself as what I, what I actually looked like. I had a distorted image of what I looked like. Now, how do I know that? I know that because now it's 10 months later, maybe it was now nine months after that time later, and I still have this cute little jacket and I wear it all the time and I look fabulous in it. It wasn't the jacket. It wasn't the breast augmentation. It was the fact that my self-image, my internal picture of myself and what beauty looked like did not line up with what I was seeing outside of myself. I, it, I looked different than my subconscious self-image, even though I had consciously chosen to go after something else, had been conscientious about picking how large and what shape and, and all of that. And I, uh, but I couldn't see it. It was like a funhouse mirror. I, I knew based on the research I had done that this was the right size, that this was uh, proportional, that they were a beautiful shape, all of that. But when I looked in the mirror, I looked like, in my mind's eye, I looked like some sort of caricature of someone who got breast augmentation surgery, like some, some 
grotesque version of that. And yet it was just not true. And I then needed to figure out how to manage this. Well, the first thing that I did was I went back and read Maxwell Maltz's seminal book, Everyone Needs to Read This, called Psycho-Cybernetics. You heard me talk about your cybernetic mechanism at the beginning of this podcast, and he was the person who really brought this to light, and his book was written in the 1960s. This has been around for a long time. It's well worth reading. Now, Maxwell Maltz was a cosmetic surgeon, and he had experience after experience with this with his patients. They would come in, and um, he would make a, a shift or a change, but they would not see the difference because it didn't add up to what was happening inside for them. And he went and explored how this worked and developed this, this theory that has proved, been proven out to be true that your self-image is locked in your subconscious mind and will be continuously recreated by the cybernetic mechanism that you have. And in doing so, it doesn't matter what you do on the outside if you don't change what's on the inside. You will revert back to your old set point. So I realized what the heck was going on here, and I was like, no effing way. I'm not going back. This is what I want. I need to manage my mind. And what I did was I, I set myself up for success by creating a new belief that I repeated over and over and over again to myself as part of my own creation playbook. And um, that belief went something like, I love my new sexy, beautiful breasts. And there was a little bit more to it than that on, on some other things as well. But I, 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 and I'll tell you, it was because I started down a rabbit hole of judging all the parts of my body. You know, suddenly I went into a, a bit of a, a crazy downward spiral loop when um, I was in the, the funhouse mirror with, with my breasts. So I thought they looked horrible. I thought the rest of my body looked horrible. Like this little, um, I went down a slippery slope. And so, so I, I came up with a new belief statement for myself and I repeated it over and over again as part of how I developed my, my own creation playbook. So I love my new sexy, beautiful breasts. Uh, and it took some time, I will say. It wasn't an overnight thing. Um, it took several months maybe three or four months for me to really be able to say unabashedly without any hesitation that I really do love my breasts. Like I'm super psyched that I got the surgery done. I love the way they look. Um, I'm very pleased all around and there is no dissonance now between my self image and my outer expression in this world. And so now how does this relate to business? Because this is really important. Let's say you go for a goal that is making $100,000 or making a million dollars, something that's a, a stretch for you, like your first level big ass goal. And you have a self-image that says, 
uh, you have to struggle to do that. Or uh, people with money are bad. I'm good. I don't have money, right? There's all sorts of things that we have locked into that self image, our identity. Okay. And even though consciously now, you know, I want to make a hundred K or I want to make a million subconsciously in your self image, that's not okay. That's not lined up. So you have to have a process that keeps you moving forward, creating a new self image and keeps you accountable to that because it's not one and done. And what is so clever about the way the cybernetic mechanism works is that after a short period of time of allowing you to think a new belief statement, it will distract you and call you off course. And then you'll be right back where you were before. So it's not a couple key points here. It's totally doable to change your self image. It doesn't happen overnight unless something gets in through some major shock to your system, like a car crash or super loud noise and a new belief gets locked in there. But generally speaking, if you are reprogramming yourself with a new belief, it doesn't happen overnight. It needs constant space repetition. And yet your subconscious uh, program is designed to keep you safe and sane locking in on your old self image and identity. So it will do anything it can to distract you from that constant space repetition, that consistent repetition. So it took a few months for me to really start loving my breasts. But even after that, there was more growth for me. Absolutely. There would be times where my team was selecting photos from a photo shoot to use for graphics like for the podcast or for some sort of marketing or on the website. And I'd be like, oh, we can't use that photo. That's all boob. That's too boobalicious. And they would give me the sort of sideways look because they'd be like, I didn't even notice that. Your boobs look great. They're not too booby. And, you know, this is a fabulous photo. So clearly that represented it represented my self-consciousness and, and my lack of 100% acceptance. And I really recognized that. I was like, okay, there's more work to be done here. And of course, I get it. Sometimes we don't want uh, a photo that's overtly sexy. That may not be the message that we're going for. That's a date night look, if you will. But other times, I found myself actually wanting to hide them. And and my it was great to have the experience of the people on my team really saying, that's a great photo. Let's use it. Because I saw very clearly that this was an example of an old self-image trying to take over still, that it was not 100% shifted. So you must stick with it. I am a pro at this. I am an expert at this. And this was a big one for me. And it took the large portion of one year for me to fully shift this. And that's why it's so important to, to have the tools, the, the ideas uh, are not enough. You need the tools to stay committed to this. That's why I teach something called the creation playbook. And we have a whole container for helping you stay accountable to that. And if you want more information on that, please just book a consult with us. You can go 
to the unstoppablewoman.com slash next level to book a consult if you'd like. So a few more things on this. If you have questions on this topic, whether it's on cosmetic surgery, how it made the decision, um, more on self-image and body image, if there are enough questions on this topic around, around this, then we'll do a follow-up episode. So please just um, reach out to us or anyone on my team with any questions you have. The, the second thing that I want to say here is I'm not advocating that everyone, you know, run out and get a boob job or any sort of cosmetic surgery. You do you. But for the woman who's like, hmm, I've never thought about that. Or for me, I will tell you, I, w- I was very curious about this, but I, I had always thought it was wrong. I'd always thought that that was not a, an acceptable thing to do. However, listening to other women speak about it freed something up for me. So I hope if you're listening to this and it's giving you license to explore something that you truly desire, go have at it. Go explore it. You don't have to to show up like me. And if you are someone that would never in your wildest dreams want any sort of cosmetic surgery, that's great too. You do you. Okay, you do you. I wanted to be free. I did not want to be limited in my choices just because other people, whether it was my family or my friends or society in general, didn't didn't approve. And I will say that you might think society doesn't approve, but you might just be trapped in a very limited environment with certain types of people. I have come to realize that the more I talk about this, the more women come up to me and say, oh, I've always wanted breast augmentation. I'm like, oh, I had no idea. That's so fascinating because I wasn't, I wasn't open to it. It wasn't in my uh, sphere. So there are lots of people who do not approve of this. And I want you to think about this topic or any other topic where you think you can't do something because other people don't approve of it. That is that how you know what's right or wrong? Because that's being outside driven. What do you know is right for you? How would you even make that decision? Do you know how to make that decision? That's so, so critical. I want all the women in my community to start understanding that freedom comes from being able to go after what you want, decide what you want, and feel free enough to go after it and not be in fear of judgment or not belonging or being exiled from the the tribe or some sort of uh, retribution. And part of that has to do with making your own money whether that is in the corporate environment or in the entrepreneurial business environment. If you don't know, and let me restate that because it's not just making your own money. Many women make their own money. But knowing without a shadow of a doubt how to make as much money as you want in the time period that you want to make it in. Having that kind of knowledge how to create money, how to create 
what you want in this world. Hey, money, but also whatever goals you want. Knowing the creative process is what creates freedom, not the opposite of feeling trapped in this world. And if you don't know how to do that, you will always feel trapped. And part of the way people feel trapped is what will other people think? They think they're going to be thrown out of the tribe and that your safety comes from the the tribe. That's not true. And if you really think about it, much of that fear of being thrown out of the tribe has to do with where is my, my money coming from, right? I'm afraid to go bigger at work because maybe my boss won't like that and I'll be fired. Okay. Or I really want to build my business, but it's going to take time away from my kids and maybe my husband or wife will judge me for taking that time away from my kids. So I don't want to do that. And, and, and we stop. And that happens on all sorts of various levels. And I'm linking this back to my fear of judgment around going after uh, breast augmentation. I was letting the outside world stop me from doing what I wanted, even though I had enough money to do it. I still had the fear of judgment. And one of the, the fears of judgment was around what will my clients think? Now I don't care. I love my clients. I love my clients. But if they don't like that I have gotten breast augmentation surgery, right, a boob job, I am not afraid that they're not going to want to work with me. The right clients will want to work with me. It's all good. That's what freedom really is. Freedom is knowing that you can go after what you want and know that you are still safe. So with that, have an awesome day. Be unstoppable. Go after what you want. Learn how to create what you want. Do not be afraid of claiming your big desires in this world, but also learn how to take the action to go for it. I'm Amira Alvarez. Thanks for listening. Be unstoppable and have an amazing day. Hey there, my friend. Do you resonate with what you just heard? Then head over to our free resource page and get more of our good stuff, including our free Unstoppable Woman playbook and money breakthrough system. You'll find that and more at theunstoppablewoman.com slash free stuff. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe and I'll see you in the next episode.